Pick him some fantasy. If you're talking sports, it's the matchup. Mickey here with Zizzy. Yeah, we cutting it up. Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is. The Mickey Zizzy podcast. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Mickey Zizzy podcast. If you didn't hear it enough in the slogan, there is always something special that we can find within each episode here. But this one, you know, this one just brings back some nostalgia. You know, M- Mickey Hines, what's better than 24? 25. 25! Let's go! This is season 20. Well, season 4, episode 25. Let's get it. We are here to dive into a bunch of college football discussions. But first, this is the Mickey Zizzy Podcast. As always, we are brought to you by Pinnacle Supplementation. Make sure you reach your pinnacle. Check out PinnacleSup.com for all of your fitness and wellness-related needs. If you want a discount on any of that merchandise, make sure... Use the Mickey Zizzy discount code. Now, also go ahead, check out on YouTube and all of his other social medias. Our man G43, that is Grant Anderson, and we already know what he's about. This is the pickup court globe trotter, secret sauce shooter, that smucker, smack talker. Shoot, this is the OBL extraordinaire, man. Like, let's talk about it. Oh, man, we are back and ready to go. Mickey Hines, you're the floor, man. What's up? Episode 25, click in your seatbelt, be ready to drive. Me beating you in sports debate is where I thrive and open. We're back talking some college football today as it is championship weekend. And we all know how much we love championships, just like that trophy that's sitting up right there. Finally got it always behind me for the Pick'em Trophy. We had to update the wall back there. Um, Just like how we're going to update all of you with your sports context. Content. Wow. Content. Uh, no. Uh, started off, uh, per usual, starting it off with the Mark Mason person of the week, celebrating those who need to be celebrated. Zizzy, hit me with it. Well, the person of the week... Not even anybody I've ever met personally, but damn it, he makes me feel some type of way. Mike McDaniel, the coach of the Miami Dolphins. This is my guy. This is my guy. I don't care if you haven't even watched the new Hard Knocks episodes, but I've watched the first two, okay? And I have never loved a coach for the Miami Dolphins more than this man, Mike McDaniel. Stand up, Miami. This shit, this is sacred. His quote, not mine, and I would have dropped the F-bomb if I really wanted to use his quote. I don't care. I'm excited. This is the guy. Second half of the season, and I get to watch him do it behind the scenes. Most swag of any coach. The man makes me want to run through a brick wall in his own peculiar and odd way. Mike McDaniel shouts you out. Let's go, baby. Miami Dolphins, we up. Big shout out. Uh, Dolphin fan over here is ecstatic. Mike McDaniel. Um, I do have one thing. Just one quick thing. He is pretty cool. He is funny. Like, I, yeah, I, I can play for he, the dude. The quirkiness, like, I don't, sometimes I, I don't know how to take it because it's like, serious, like, you don't, I, is it a facade? I don't know. But Like I when they had the interception, was that against the Jets? Yeah, and he was like, or, or it was like on the field. He was gone. He was in the tunnel, man. He was gone. You got to kick the PAT, my dude. Uh, <laughs> No, super awesome dude. I mean, I like him as a coach. But yeah, man. I mean, obviously, great offensive mind. There's all the good actual coaching aspects to it. But I mean, when you bring a different culture, when you bring that swag to it, when you have fun, I mean, just watching the locker room and his interaction with the guy, like he has no problem telling you, like, I appreciate you. This is why you're important. Like, 
people need to hear that, man. And it's a different way of going about things. It's refreshing. All right, fine. I'll I'll, I'll be in the same boat as you. Uh, I'll be kind of doing the same thing. Someone I've never met. I've stood by him once upon a time. But Tory Taylor punting is winning. The Iowa punter is the Big Ten punter of the year. He has declared himself for the NFL draft. I'm letting you know right now, as this is probably going to go into one of the college teams that we're going to be talking about here. Let's go Hawks. Uh, Whatever team he goes to, hopefully it's not Green Bay or Detroit or Minnesota. I will be first in line. All right, it's like old-fashioned Black Friday where you stand in line and have the camp tent and everything to get his jersey. All right, it'll be the only thing I'll jersey look bet. forward to. Uh, it doesn't, yes, as long as it doesn't go to the three other teams in the division, right? I'll be first in line. Tory Taylor, shout you out. Punting is winning. You make Iowa football fun. Let's go. I just, I, you know, that is the most Iowa thing, though, because, <laughs> like, y'all really have shirts that say punting is winning. <laughs> punting is winning, man. But, no, shout him out. I mean, the dude is the Big Ten punter of the year. I mean, it, it is electric. You got to love it. Exactly. It's sad when you say electric when you get, like, I love special teams. So, like, punting was already kind of fun in my Make book. special teams so, special, baby. Exactly. And you get it inside the five-yard. Like, oh, let's go. You're going around the house, chest bumping people. Yeah, that's Iowa football, baby. <laughs> Speaking of, let's, let's just jump right into it. All right, we're going to be recapping uh, two to three teams about how their season went. I know we're in championship season, but now we're going to talk about how their season went um, as we are at the pretty much the end, uh, almost into bowl season, which is going to be super fun. Let's talk about them Hawkeyes, right? They have created their own brand of winning, right? Barely winning, getting the job done. Defense, nasty defense so good right beating the teams we should it's ugly but you know what the saying is you'd always take an ugly win over a pretty loss any day of the week yank and my quick rant and then i'll talk about like all the statistics and everything about it too is they lost their tight end their starting tight end from the transfer portal they lost mcnamara their transfer quarterback right receivers are dropping everything right so they're trying to blame that on brian uh Ferentz, which he's gone after this year and i don't think it's solely on him like he's actually been calling a pretty good game right o-line got a bunch of honorable mentions for uh big 10 offense that was the only like offensive part i think our running back did as well williams um for like big 10 honors but that's not on Ferentz because like the receivers have been dropping ball like the offense is i'll, I'll admit it yeah it's not good right and i think anyone in the media can see that today but the other part of the media that I cannot stand is, Yank, what is the end goal of a football game? You know, the end goal is to win. I to win. Oh, okay, to win. So if you have 10 wins, if you're 10-2, you're a pretty dang good football team, right? Absolutely. Exactly. I had someone say, we need to get rid of Kirk Ferentz because he doesn't score enough points. He does score enough points because that's 10 wins on the season. He's Big Ten West champs. He's playing in Indianapolis this weekend against the Michigan Wolverines. They did their job. They understood the assignment. The defense loves playing for him. Any single player loves playing for Kirk Ferentz, right? I think that yeah. person is a idiot. All right, you don't need to score points because you know who scores points, Jink? USC scores a ton of points, right? But they That's ain't true. winning. They're not even ranked That's anymore. That's right? true. That probably my worst take of the year having them win the championship, right? But you know who is good? Who does win? The Hawks. And that's the thing I hate about today's side. They want to see the touchdowns. They want to see the swag. They want to see all this and that. Like, Hawks are just old-fashioned. Like, hey, we're going to line you up. We're going to beat you. We're going to play fundamental football and come get us. Now, we'll get into what they think about the Big Ten Championship. But give me, give me a little Hawk talk. I mean, let's just talk about it, right? I'm a defensive guy. I'll, I'll say this. It, as nobody likes to watch 
a defensive game necessarily. Uh, but to be in one, to play in it, it, it's a beautiful thing. That's a struggle in the trenches. That's man on man. Like I'm just stronger and better than you throughout the dur- the duration of this game. I am more durable than you. Um, they that's all Iowa is. Iowa is I'm impose my will on you and bend until you break. We aren't yes. going to break. And that's it's just it's kind of what it's been. It's been last stick around, stick around, survive, survive. <laughs> until you can't bear the weight anymore. And I mean, hey, it's worked. And it's been, honestly, let's be real. This has been the Iowa recipe now for the last five years or so. It's it's kind of just been, let's rely on the defense. The offense will score just enough. Just I enough. mean, Iowa's, they're averaging 18 points per game. It's not anything impressive, okay? So we know that their offense has been injured. We know that they have been dwindling as far as numbers go. But we know they got big boys up front. They can punish you if you're not going to be physical with them. And the defense is one of the best in the nation. I would say top three. I mean, top they are, three. Uh, I, you got, tell me another team that would be a one loss team right now with this offense. Every, uh, one loss. No, no one would. No other <laughs> team in the NCAA would have two losses with this offense. Uh, yeah. Or two losses. Yeah. But that's what I'm just saying. Like, say, no yeah, but I'm just saying, like, no other team would be out there and having this type of record with an offense that was struggling the way that they yeah. have. I think that speaks volumes in itself. It's not like they're playing in some weak conference, all right? They're playing Big Ten. Like, this, this is big time. So I, I got to shout them out, but they got a really tough test. In the Big Ten Championship, you're going against Michigan. The spread is ugly. Having it the old. I mean, shoot, I yeah, I like the spread, man. I do. I like. I don't know, man. Twenty four. You're telling me you're gonna get beat like that? I don't. I don't think it's gonna be like that. I, I got to give them some credit. I'm gonna think you're in the championship game for a reason. They gotta. I mean, do I expect them to win? No, but I do think it could be some type of defensive struggle where maybe they give themselves a chance. Yank, I mean, the reason why that spread is so big is because when they lost to Penn State, who's the ranked ten uh, team right now, is thirty one to zero. Right. And our only other loss was Cooper DeGene did not call a fair catch, which shout out Cooper DeGene wherever he goes. He was actually a uh, Iowa native. So I actually got to see him like run on a track. I mean, it was really cool. Um, he's wherever he goes next year. I don't know if he's going to go because he broke his leg. We're having our uh, least like our best defender out there, which that kind of sinks. It happened in practice. Super sad for him. Um, but you there. There we go. Sorry. Technical difficulties. We back. Oh, yeah, we're good. All right, uh, so let's talk about this Big Ten game. How wild is it if Iowa wins 14 to 10? Could you see that? Could you see that happening? Could you hold it? No, I'm saying if there's it's it's there a run to defense can change everything. Exactly. They can change everything. Special teams can go down and score. If the offense clicks at least once, I believe I go into every game with we have a chance. That's the optimistic fan I am, which really hurts my soul a lot of the times. But do you think we cover the spread? Oh yeah, we'll start with I that. Think you cover the spread. Covers. I I like Iowa covering the worst. Spread. I think the worst we see it is twenty four to seven, right? Twenty four to three, like that's the worst you see it, and that's an Iowa score. You know what I'm saying? But like I I realistically could see a seventeen to fourteen game, a fourteen to ten game because that defense is just so good, and we can stop the run, right? Sometimes we can't hang with fast receivers, right? I know Penn State that can't they kind of ran all over us. I get it. Uh, during that game, um, they had three runners over 50 yards. Like, I get it. 
like that doesn't really help out my case. Um, but we also had uh, just not a good play on offense. We had three and out and just kicked it right back to him. So the defense was always on the field. If this mm-hmm. offense can stay on the field and get field goals, we're winning the game. Stay on the field, give that defense a rest, we're winning the game. I mean, I like, like I said, I like them. I do like Iowa to cover the spread there. I do think um, it could be much closer on what people anticipate. But at the same time, like, there's a worry with me when it comes to it being Michigan because Michigan has shown they're not afraid to play the bully ball game. They ran it 36 times in a row against Penn State. That tells me that they are not worried about anybody trying to get deep and dirty with them in the trenches like they are prepared and ready to do that so i I, again i'm not going to sit here and even say that they are going to pull the upset i just think that you have to give the defense credit at some point yank uh that's the scary thing is michigan is prepared for a national title like that's the scary thing that's just optimistic and it's and let's be real this is their first hey hardball's back so let's back we're gonna cover the spread it'll be all great all right, uh, what's the team you want to talk about? That's enough Hawk talk because I'm. I'm getting... uh, the next one that I want to talk about isn't even one that's going to be uh, in discussion. Honestly, two teams that I want to talk about aren't going to be in discussion for any post of college football playoff position, but they are just teams that I think have had great stories and are and storylines throughout the season and are teams that are worth mentioning. Um, and the first one for me is LSU. Uh, LSU has been very. Uh, I would say this. I'm going to say tough losses early, right? You go ahead, you lose to FSU and Ole Miss. But let's not discredit that, right? Those are both great teams. I mean, FSU 11th is and fourth in the college football. What? 11th and 4th in the nation. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, they their losses earlier against good teams. Uh, the last They've won six of their last seven. The only loss in those seven coming to Alabama. I mean, Bama, I've been talking about as the hottest team in college football right now. Um But really, when it comes down to it, it's the offensive recruiting, the offensive powerhouse that has been LSU since, honestly, circa Joe Burrow era, a little couple years before that, maybe even. But like the prospects that they've had at quarterback have just continued to develop. And Jaden Daniels, I know everyone brings up Caleb Williams. I know people were talking Shador. People were talking Drake May. Jaden Daniels is my best quarterback prospect in this draft, at least after this season. I mean, 4,000 yards, 40 touchdowns to only four interceptions. You have 1,100 rush yards and another 10 touchdowns. I mean, the guy is dynamic. He's putting the team on his back. Yes, they have a three. They're a three-loss team, but it's a fo- it's football, man. It's a team game, and I don't I don't care how great a quarterback is. Very rarely do they win that game by themselves, and the defense has to be able to stop stuff. If anything, we've seen LSU struggle on the defensive side of the ball, but Jaden Daniels has to be in consideration for the best quarterback prospect coming out of college football this season. I know we've seen everything that we've seen and from Penix, from Williams, from Knicks, from I, forget all that. This guy might be the guy, and I just feel like he's worth mentioning and talking about this team as a whole because of what he's done. Yank, I was, I was afraid you're going to bring this up because this is why I'm happy I'm kind of not deciding because the Heisman definitely should go to him, but you also want to give it to a team that wins more. 
right? But they also lost to top uh, two top oh, eleven okay. teams in the nation. Those are respectable losses. When you say he really doesn't have the Justin Jefferson, he doesn't have the Marvin Harrison Jr. He doesn't have the rushing game like the Michigan Wolverines, right? He doesn't have the tenacity defense like Georgia Bulldogs, right? A lot of those other people have a lot of stuff to back them up, right? Bo Nix, I'll give you credit. Bo Nix is, I feel like, been in the uh, college football for, like, ever now. Um, but Jane Daniels, I, I totally respect that. I mean, he's diverse. He shows he can throw for 4K yards, right? The running game, that's what a lot of these quarterbacks who are coming out of the draft are kind of forming like. That's more of the quarterback people are looking for in the league, you know, just because they're more uh, dynamic. But And his pocket presence is great. And they go and win games. And when they play bad teams, they go blow out bad teams. Oh, the third loss was to Alabama, who's eight. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Three, all, three they're teams. all top ten. Three all top ten. And at that point, right, it's it, there's only so much you can do. I think from statistics alone, you definitely could give it to Daniels. Right? If this is a statistic game, which I love statistics, you give it to him. But I do like Penix, man. Penix is a dog, Washington. Right undefeated if they go into the college football playoff they go beat oregon this weekend i think that is a stamp for him and i get the stats are nowhere near jane daniels have the same stats he actually has better stats than joe burrow did when he won the heisman back in the day that's a hard comparison for me that's the hard part i'm like ah, i really want to give it to him because we're comparing with joe burrow like the greatest college football team we ever did see 2019 uh 2020 2019 uh whatever year it was okay and then you look at Penix has been putting on a show, and the team's undefeated. Washington, this is the brand-new team. They're ready to go. First time in the college football playoff, hopefully. We'll talk about that later. I wish I could give you, like, a good answer of what side I'm on because I see both sides, and I got to go with the stats. I mean, I've been a stats guy on this podcast forever. So, I mean, stats alone, I would love to give it to them, you know, and hopefully they go win their bowl game and end out on top. But stats alone, man, you you just cannot bat an eye at it. And the three losses are respectful. Granted, forty two to twenty eight wasn't anything great. And then, uh, real quick, those other two games were three losses. Sorry, let me find. Oh, forty five to twenty four. So once again, they kind of got blown out. Well, again, and uh, and that's where I come up oh, with the whole thing about it can't always just be the quarterback that we look at. I know the quarterback's the most posi- important position in football. They get the most credit for a win and the most credit for a loss. But I mean, the he's man, not on that team. They he lose. hasn't had a defense, man. And it's just sometimes, and it's the same thing you bring up with USC, right? Like you can score a lot, but sometimes it doesn't matter. I mean, Caleb Williams, if you look at his stats, the man is pre- is premier talent. And I mean, should still be in consideration for the top quarterback off the board, if not automatic. So, I mean, I get all that, but to me, just from what I've seen, because he has a little bit less around him, because he, I mean, I know he's got neighbors, that's a great wide receiver, but still, they have had so much less around him for his entire career. I mean, like you said, he's out here do, surpassing yeah, the overall numbers. Dude. I think I've totally solved it, too. I think you talk about most valuable player. If he is not on this team, they lose the Arkansas game, which they only won by three. Yep. Okay. Um, they don't be putting up 40 points. Those three losses they had, they scored 40 points or more, and Ole Miss scored 55 on LSU's defense, okay? So Daniels, I mean, he put up 24 in about all of them, okay? You don't do that without him, okay? And Florida, this past uh, weekend or two weekends ago, okay, 35 to 52. If he's not on the team, I don't think they win that game, all right? And then uh, with Texas A&M, 30 to 42, like, well, in that Florida game, he had like 200 yards rushing himself. Like he was a dynamic monster in that game. So I agree I'm with you there. Daniels. 
Daniels for MVP because when you even bring up the whole like, yes, I understand that Washington might have the best offense. They are undefeated. Look at some of our last few Heisman. They weren't all-time winners either. And I mean, Baker hurts when he won it. Uh, who was? Yeah, I mean, who won it last year? Was uh, it Duggan? Huh? Max Duggan? Uh oh. No, Devontae Smith was two years. No. Devontae Smith was two years ago. Was it Duggan last year? Gosh, look at us. On, uh, not... I, I mean, but I'm just saying, you think of all those guys. I mean, Devontae Smith was on the winningest program out of all of them, and he's not oh, even the Caleb quarterback. Williams. Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams. I mean, he's young. He wanted Devontae Smith. Bryce, I mean, the, Kyler yeah. Murray. Yeah. So Kyler Murray, Baker. I mean, you see some of these guys, they're not always on the top of the top when it comes to the winningest team. So I, I say you got to put them in there. All right, Zizzy. If it happens, we might have to make sure to make it Zizzy. We we sign off on it. James Daniels, same colors. LSU. No, Jane Jane Daniels, Jane Daniels for the Heisman. Not James Daniels. <laughs> Jane Daniels. Uh, that's James Daniels was an Iowa lineman who played for Chicago. <laughs> Dude, you know them all. I love it. Uh, Jane Daniels. Uh, for Heisman, I love it. Um, the next team I want to talk about is actually your Florida State Seminole. Hey, hey. Is that one of the teams you want to talk about? It was so. Okay. I mean, so so we'll mix the two. Obviously, you're gonna have a lot of information. My thing is, Yank. They are going to be a team where they're in the playoff. Okay, I'm gonna say it. They're gonna go beat Louisville this weekend, even with their backup. It is so sad uh, to see your starting quarterback, who is Jordan Travis, okay? um, Jordan Travis, go out. Right? He was a baller. He was leading Florida State. This might be y'all's year. Undefeated. Let's go and gets hurt. Doesn't want to return. Wants to go to the league, all that jazz, right? He's going to the league. Uh, I mean, most likely. I mean, I don't think he has any years left. Yeah, honestly. yeah, redshirt. Yeah, redshirt. He's been with us for quite a while. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you lose your guy who's been there for a while, but I totally believe in him. Louisville, I don't think it's going to be this team that's going to knock the doors off of him or even win. I think they can win, uh, with your backup quarterback, and you cannot take, uh a championship Florida state team in their conference, not in the playoff an undefeated team Seminoles. And they have proved themselves. I think you just can't do it. Yank. And I mean, my last thing I'm going to talk about before I let you go on your ranks, I know you're going to have a lot more of the factual because it's your squad. So I'll let you talk about your squad. Right. But like Miami, like 27 to 20, Miami is a good club, Florida, good club, beat them 24, 15. Okay. Duke, Duke was pretty good at the beginning of the year, 38 to 20. Right, Clemson, Clemson. I mean, they started to catch fire here towards the end of the season, 31 24. Right, they won it in overtime. I remember talking about that game, okay. Um, you know, and they go beat LSU in the beginning of the season, so they have the resume, they have the wins, in my opinion, to show like, hey, this team is for real, right? They're not no fluke, they've beat some pretty storied franchise or uh, uh, dynasties, you know, not dynasties, but franchises, okay, schools. Um, so I sign off on Seminoles. I really like them. They're a team I'm definitely going to be kind of rooting for, uh, whether they get that four or that three seed. I don't think they will be a two or a one, but I'd, I'd be rooting for them. I mean, I've, we've been saying it. I think we mentioned it before. I mean, you got – if you are a Power 5 school and you are undefeated, you run the table, that schedule is set by the NCAA. I mean, you you deserve the right to play in a big time bowl game or a playoff game. And I mean, in this scenario, 
when you've beaten a couple ranked opponents, when you have some teams that, yes, might not have had a great, their greatest year this year, but have been consistent powerhouses in the league, you got to take that into consideration. I understand the Jordan Travis injury is huge. You can't deny it. I get that. The man was a 3,000-yard passer. He was a, he was a two-dimensional player. The man was our leader, our captain, and it, it, takes, it knocks the wind out of your sails. But this isn't just like us having a backup quarterback. Like Tate Rodemaker, he's played games. Like he's played games in past seasons. The guy is a seasoned backup. It's not the same. Like to me, him stepping in, if I have to use a comparison, is kind of like Mike White last year for the Jets. Like coming in, like the guy is stable. He knows the system. He's played in the system and he's done it well. I mean, we were down 14 nothing or whatever to I wanna I it's South Georgia or like South Alabama or something so crazy. Uh North Alabama. Sorry. Yeah. It was North Alabama, not South. But we were down 14 nothing when when Jordan Travis got hurt. Or 13 nothing when yeah. Jordan Travis got hurt. And Tate comes in and rattles off like 50 unanswered. Okay. Like I know it's against North Alabama, but the guy can still play football. I know he looks like a 150-pound JV football player soaking wet. I know he got rocked in the Florida game, but he came back in and we won that game. If we are an undefeated team in the ACC, this ain't. I know it's not Big Ten or SEC, but it's still a traditional Power Five ACC conference. Clemson, the powerhouse from two to three years ago for years running i mean they're still here 2016 to 2019 i mean come on now so it's just you at the end of the day you have to take into account that we aren't responsible for the schedule we're given but we took care of business and whether or not we had the starting quarterback or not on the field y'all beat the heisman right you beat the guy who who's going to win the heisman which we just clarified whether we just broke the news on here on the podcast (laughs) here's when we these big five conferences go undefeated and they don't make it to the college football playoff right that means you only care about big 10 sec that's all you care about then right and that's blasphemous because there's great teams the florida state seminoles right washington huskies okay those teams should be in if they go undefeated and win. And what did I just say? It's not just a quarterback game, you know? I mean, we still have we still have Benson at running back. We still have Keon Coleman, Johnny Wilson, Jameel Bell. Like, we have people at wide receiver. We have a great line. Our defense has been pretty solid all season. I mean, it does, it takes a village to go 12 and 0. Let's just let's understand that. So I want to sit here. I'm gonna vouch for them. But I will say, if there's anything, I'm nervous when it comes to Selection yeah. Sunday, regardless of what we do. we If we blow out Louisville, there shouldn't be a question. There shouldn't be a question. But I know if it's close, they're going to hold it against us. Yank. But that's the thing. You are ranked fourth right now. How can you drop after winning an ACC title? It can't happen. Now, if they lose, they're out, right? If they lose to Louisville, yep. everyone's clear sign. They're like, oh, Florida State was what everyone thought, which I don't believe in, right? That defense is good. The most points they've given up this year is 24. Okay. Oh, sorry. It was against the Heisman. 29 to oh, yeah. Boston okay. College at the beginning of the year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was scary. Yeah, that was scary. But then the second most was 24 to the Heisman winner. Otherwise, it's been 23, 16, 7, 13, 20. Like, those were all great. You know what I'm saying? So, I totally ship it, man. Uh, I'm rooting for you. I like to see him. 
different colors. I, I, I want to see them. I just know if this Louisville game is close, I've already caught wind. Just, you know, you listen to analysts on ESPN, you listen to Paul Feinbaum, everything else. It just, it, they're going to hold it against them. They are. They are. Now, anything else before I talk about my last team? No, I'm moving on, baby. The last thing I want to talk about is Coach Prime. Um, Colorado? Colorado? Yeah. Is that who you want to talk about? Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, let's just. You guys are killing. Yeah, I, I hate. I hate. Well, I got another one that I can totally bring up because it's off the top of my head. But I got you. Um, people now say he lost what the last five or six of the last seven games, whatever it may be, and saying, "Oh, he was just all that." But he took that one team, that one win team, around to a four win team. Coach Prime shows the love. If you saw some of the stuff on social media saying like, "I love you guys." Yeah, I didn't go our way but we're going to be back next year. And like, he really, truly cares. He has changed it around. He is changing college football. And yeah, I think I said the same. I said they'd be a bowl, a bowl uh, team, a bowl game uh, team this year. I was a little, what, one or two wins off mm-hmm. um, this year, which is respectful. But next year, every like new upcoming high school athlete is going to want to go there to be coached under coach prime, to get into the league. Right. They're the new hottest thing. Okay. They're going to the bigger conference. Right. Because Pac-12 is yes, Pac-12 is being eliminated, so that just screams for Colorado to be great next year. Shadir is going to have a whole system, a whole year under a system of that offense being coached underneath his dad at this program. So all that aside, let's look at those losses. Right, lost by uh, six to Utah, which Utah was pretty good. Okay, got blown out by Washington State. Okay, throw that one out of the bag. That's the outlier. Lost by three to fourteen ranked Arizona. Lost by five to twenty-first ranked Oregon State, lost by twelve to UCLA, three to Stanford, and they beat Arizona State by three. Lost by seven to USC, who we thought was great, right? All those games were within like three. A lot of those losses were within three, besides Oregon and Washington State, where they got blown out, right? Those are one-score games. You know what happens to teams, and when you lose a one-score games, what typically happens in the next year if you bring back majority of your team, you flip the script. And you go win a lot of ball games. Saying right now, I said I've been a Coach Prime fan right here. My second, third favorite uh, college, actually, I think yeah. my second favorite college football team. I stated since he got there in Colorado Buffalo, look out for them next year. They're gonna be fun. They're gonna win ball games. I buy now. Buy the stock of Coach Prime. Uh, hey, and I again, it's been some some agreances across the board here, but I mean. Let, like let's think about that team when they were winning when they were winning right when they started out the year three and oh three and one whatever it was but i mean they colorado owned the first four weeks of the ncaa football season i mean it was all anybody talked about coach prime might as well have been espn during the first four weeks of the college football season it, it, prime time is real and i mean like you said just wait so these guys turn around and he gets his full recruiting class for a season. You think they ain't going to get some big boys up front? You think they're going to have some guys that could play in the trenches? I mean, Shador Sanders. Shador Sanders is elite. I'm going to go ahead and say that right now. Give him another year to play just college ball at this high of a level. I mean, the dude, the dude knows ball. He's got a very high football IQ. He's got a strong arm. He's athletic. He's got that Sanders athleticism. But I mean, this is the guy that stayed behind the line. That let's be honest, there was there was no line. He's walking around with a fractured back right now. I mean, he can't play. So it is it is what it is. 
he'll be back next year. I think he's already kind of next level ready, but I mean, he's being mentored by TV 12. You're going to have a line to block for you next year. You keep Travis Hunter and some of these other pieces around. I, I absolutely love what they're building over at Colorado. And if they keep the momentum going, everybody's going to go there, like you said, and it won't be long until they're near the top of that list. Powerhouse. They're going to be a team in contention. They're going to be ranked like they were at the beginning of this year. You were so right. He was the face of ESPN of SportsCenter those first three weeks of college football. Yeah, and, I'm, and I love your point, too, man. I love your point, too. Like, when you're talking about how they had all these one-score games. Like, that's huge when you talk about bringing back. Like, revenge games are real, especially in college, if you keep that core. Like, that people train and live and breathe for the revenge chance. So I, I love the mentality. You bring in some more people to kind of just get those final dogs, those big boys up front, and we can make some very – you can make some – Things happen. Yes, indeed. Well, uh, that goes it for ice. Like I said, buying Colorado stock next year might even get a Colorado hat like your boy over there. Uh, but hey, man, gotta gotta show some love when you in Colorado. Let's just get into our prediction. So obviously, this weekend is going to be huge for the college football uh playoff. This is the last year where it will just be the first four, so no more big debates like, oh, this should have happened, that should have happened. So Yank. Riddle me this. Who's going to make the college football playoff? Hmm. Uh-oh. Well, I got Georgia not making it. So that's that's my big t- hot take number one. Uh, Georgia's out. I've got Michigan in. I've got Washington in. I want I want Florida State to be in so bad. And I think if they're undefeated, they should be in. Something tells me they're gonna get gypped. I don't know. I don't know who. I'm gonna tell you I think Bama's in after winning the SEC championship because I believe that Bama is gonna upset Georgia and they're gonna allow that to happen. Um whether obviously I think some more things kind of have to happen with Texas and you're looking at Ohio State, but I don't like Ohio State being in it after losing to Michigan. I just feel like you should be a champion. I'm going to go Michigan, Washington. FSU, Bama. So Bama makes a jump by upsetting Georgia. So that's your big hot take and yank. I wanted to go with that, but that stank is still in the Alabama locker room. And I'm going Georgia. I think Georgia does hold on, but I think Georgia does lose and they do not go back to back. I think they sneak out a win, right? Auburn was way too close for Alabama. Okay, it was the Milrow miracle. All right, Georgia ain't going to let that happen. That defense is still going to be nasty, all right? I think they hold off Alabama and they solidify that one spot. And I think the rankings they have right now is what it's going to be. Washington's going to go win. Florida State's going to go win, Michigan and Georgia. Those All four of those teams are going to go win their conference title, and they're all going to go meet each other in. Florida State's going to have a real tough opponent, but I think Florida State can pull it. Like, I'm more excited about Florida State than you are, and this is your squad, right? This is like – Well, it's not that I'm not excited. I just – I'm still sitting here. Like I just, like I said, I just picked them to be in there because I believe if they win, they should be in. But something is just telling – like maybe it's the fan in me that's just like waiting for that bad thing to happen, but like – 
something tells me that they're going to get gypped because of the Travis injury. And if this game isn't a blowout against Louisville, then they really have an argument, or at least they think they do. And to me, that's where, if anything, I'm worried about FSU falling out and Oregon or or, or Ohio State sneaking in. I don't think they can. I mean, all I see Ohio State's only loss is to Michigan. Michigan. So if Florida State loses, that's they would go down. Um, People would look at Ohio State and think that they are stronger than Florida State at that point. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because Ohio State really has the leverage here because if Florida State loses, uh, I think Ohio State jumps in, right? Yep. If Michigan loses, oh my soul, it's gonna. I still think they send Michigan. I, I, I don't even know. That honestly, that would break the NCAA. Oh, no, and if Alabama, if Alabama and Iowa wins, that means Georgia will go down to uh like four. Alabama will be three. Uh, Washington will be one. Florida State will be two. It'll be five. That'll be insane. Now we're talking crazy talk. Anyway, Yank. There it is. You have it. You have uh, Alabama winning, sneaking into the final, Michigan, Washington, Florida State, Bama. I have the final four remaining, Georgia, Michigan, Washington State, Florida State. Sign us off, big dog. Let's go. Hey, man. Uh, This is the Mickey Zizzy Podcast. Check out the fantasy football Mickey Zizzy Podcast and our pick'ems. But if you're talking sports, it's the matchup. Mickey he was Zizzy, yeah, we cutting it up. Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is, the Mickey Zizzy podcast. Have a great night, everybody. Peace. Thanks.